0: as uh as terrence said hopefully this is not the last time that i'm here Amen. but we're going back to sunday night services pretty soon so uh, i did tell terrence hey you want me to come back you need to need to get me in before i before i can't i'm gonna hand some pieces of paper out Hold on to these for right now. So, no um, paper airplanes or origami or anything like that just yet. I mean, after the sermon, you can do whatever whatever you want, but for right now. Anybody need any pans? Everybody got a pen they can use? I have a whole box up here. Yeah, everybody. Somebody would need a pen. Yeah. Just 100% yeah. 100%. yeah. Hello. Everybody needs five. That's More a lot of all of Right. <laughs> so right now with your paper and pen <coughs> I've got a few questions for you and this is just for yourself we're not going to share um, so be honest when you, when you answer these questions my first question is how long have you been a Christian? How long have you been a Christian? <clears throat> <clears throat> Not the fingers and toes. Now, how long have you been a Christian? Second question How many people have you directly brought to Christ? As in, uh, you started spiritual conversations with them that led to Bible studies that led to them becoming a Christian. How many people have you directly brought to Christ? two more questions when's the last time you have had a spiritual conversation with someone with hopes of bringing them to Jesus you started up a conversation with them asking about their spiritual life or bringing Jesus into their life with hopes of eventually bringing them to Jesus All right, one more question. When's the last time you had a personal Bible study with someone uh, that wasn't a Christian and you were trying to bring them to Christ? When's the last time you had a personal Bible study with someone who didn't know Jesus and you were trying to help them to know him? All right, so that's all the questions. You can uh, set that aside or put it in your pocket or whatever you need to do right now. We're not going to look at that. We'll come back to it in a little bit. Um, Does everyone here know what a sports draft is? As in, uh, usually you have college players coming out and then, like the NFL draft, you know, they, they go to combines and they go to camps. And they get graded on certain skills, like how fast they are, or how strong they are, and then they're drafted to a team. Uh, a team says, hey, I want to spend lots of money, <laughs> way too much money, to say, hey, I want you on my team because you're going to make my team better. Uh, it's a big deal, as in like some people's full-time jobs are just to look at these players and to, in hopes of bringing them onto their team. Now with that thought, go with me to Luke chapter 6. Luke chapter 6. Luke chapter 6, starting in verse 12. Luke chapter 6, starting in verse 12. In these days, he went out to the mountain to pray. And all night, he continued in prayer to God. And when day came, he called his disciples and chose from them twelve, whom he named apostles. Simon, who he named Peter, and Andrew, his brother, and James, and John, and Philip, and Bartholomew, and Matthew, and Thomas, and James, the son of Alphaeus, and Simon, who is called the Zealot, and Judas, the son of James, and Judas Iscariot, who became a traitor. So here we have have Jesus and it's it's draft day for him. He has all these disciples and he's picking 12 to say, hey, I want you to be with me. I want you to be with me in my ministry and I'm going to teach you and we're going to spend three years together. And for him, it's a big day. Let's go back to verse, <clears throat> verse 12 and look at that. In these days, <coughs> He went out to the mountain to pray. Listen to this, and all night he continued in prayer to God. When's the last night? When's the last night you prayed all night long? I've never, I've never prayed all night long. Um, nothing's been on my heart, I guess, to where I stayed up all night long praying about it. But here we see Jesus and the fact that he prayed for hours and hours. So, him picking these 12 people was a big deal. It was a very big deal to him. He prayed for them when he was going to pick them, but he prayed for them again another time. Let's go to John chapter 17. (coughs) John chapter 17. John chapter 17, starting in verse 6. John chapter 17, starting in verse 6. Excuse me. I have manifested your name to the people whom you gave me out of the world. Yours they were, and you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. And yours are mine, and I am glorified in them. And I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world. And I am coming to you. Holy Father, keep them in your name, which you have given me, that they may be one, even as we are one. While I was with them, I kept them in your name, which you have given me. I have guarded them, and none of them has been lost except the Son of Destruction that the scripture might be fulfilled. But now I am coming to you. and these things I speak in the word, that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them, because they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one, They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. And for their sake I consecrate myself that they also may be sanctified in truth. So here we have Jesus. And if you look over look over for me a page in my Bible. Uh, chapter 18, we have the betrayal and the arrest of Jesus. So here Jesus, he he knows that the end is coming. I've never been in a position to where I knew I was going to die. And I don't know what I would do if I was in that position. But part of me thinks that I would not be thinking about other people. I'd be thinking about myself. Yet Jesus here, he knows he's about to go to the cross and he knows he's going to have to go through the things that he went through. And he, instead of only thinking about himself, he thought about his apostles. He thought about those people that, that he drafted onto his team three years prior to that. Verse 12, he, he says that they've say true. And then he says that, you know, they're not from the world. Keep them from the evil one. I've sent them. He says all of these things. He prayed for them. I think about us in our prayer life. I think about me in my prayer life. And I have to ask myself the question. Not, you know, not when's the last time I prayed for somebody. Because I pray for other people all the time. I think we all do. I think we pray for those who are sick or those who are grieving Or those who are struggling. But I think I fail sometimes in the fact that I don't pray for other people's ministries. I don't pray for people in the work that they're doing. Or the conversations that they're having. Or the people that they're bringing to Jesus. I pray for God to help me in my ministry. And then I pray for other people that are sick or things like that. But I don't pray for other people's ministries. But here... Here Jesus did, because he loved them very much. Think about the apostles. The apostles were from all different kinds of backgrounds. Go with me to Matthew chapter 4. Matthew chapter 4, going to verse 18. Going back to the beginning of when he called some of those apostles. Matthew chapter 4, starting in verse 18. While walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. And going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James the son of Zebedee and John his brother, and the boat with Zebedee their father, mending their nets. And he called them. And immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. Now, Jesus says that these, if you follow me, I'm going to make you fishers of, man, I'm going to make you fishers of men. And I imagine myself I've got a 16 foot flat bottom boat with a seven root on the back, okay? I need to use it more than what I do, but I'm I'm pretty busy. (laughs) I can imagine, I don't use a net fishing. I use a, a rod and reel. I can imagine being out there fishing and doing my thing and this person coming by the bank and saying, hey, if you follow me, you're not going to fish for fish anymore. You're going to fish for men. And I'm going to look at my rod and reel and I'm going to wonder how I'm going to fish for men. <laughs> Hope I'm not throwing it down the aisles of Walmart, you know, <laughs> trying to pull, you know, like how am I going to fish how am I going to fish for men? Jesus tells them in John chapter 21. So go with me to John <clears throat> John chapter 21. <clears throat> <clears throat> now, we're going to be starting in verse 15 But the context of what's happening is Jesus has, has left um, he, He's been killed And these men who had followed him for three years They don't know what to do They have no idea what to do now Their mentor, their friend, he's gone So they've gone back to what they've always done They've gone back to fishing And then They see Jesus on the bank And they swim to shore Starting in verse 9 They sit down and they eat a meal with Jesus And that gets us to verse 15 John chapter 21 Starting in verse 15 Now when they had finished breakfast Jesus said to Simon Peter Simon son of John Do you love me more than these? And he said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, Feed my sheep. He said to him a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And he said to him, Tend my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? This he said to show by what kind of death he was to glorify God, and after saying this, he said to him, Follow me so over the the three years that the apostles spent with Jesus, he showed them he showed them how they were going to fish for men their whole life they had been mending nets, and they had been they knew what their nets were like and how they Attached to their boats and how they would pull them up and how they would use them And jesus said to them i'm going to give you a new net You're not going to throw this physical net over the side of the boat to catch fish But you're going to throw the gospel You're going to throw the good news And in that you're going to try to catch every person That you can so they're not going to be throwing a physical net anymore But they're going to be throwing the good news and pulling back and reeling back every person that they can. <clears throat> Go with me to John chapter 13. John chapter 13. Jesus showed them what nets they were going to be throwing. But he also, he also left an example for them. Starting in verse 12. John chapter 13, starting in verse 12. And when he had washed their feet and put on his outer garments and resumed his place, his place, he said to them, Do you understand what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for so I am. If then, if I then, your Lord and teacher, Have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you should do just as I have done to you. Truly, truly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. So here we go again, we're at the Last Supper. Before Jesus leaves them, and we read from another gospel that they had been talking about which apostle was the best apostle, uh, which was, you know, which one, which one was the first up to bat, you know, which one was the best in Jesus being who he was, having all the power that he had and all the knowledge that he had, he got down on his hands and knees. And he literally washed their feet. Feet washing is not something that we do today. But feet washing was only for servants or for the lowest of the low in the house. Because it was a very dirty, nasty job. I had shoes growing up, so my feet never got dirty. But the sandals that they wore and where they lived and how dry and dusty it was. Their feet got really nasty, but Jesus got down and he washed their feet. So thinking about Jesus' relationship with the apostles, with the twelve, with with his draft picks as we'll call them, why do you think Jesus chose those twelve? Maybe maybe they were the strongest. You know, maybe they were just physically big and strong people. I mean, some of them were fishermen. But then you have, like, tax collectors and doctors and maybe not as manual laborers. So maybe that's not it. Maybe, maybe Maybe they were the most religious people he could find. You know, maybe they were just spiritually elite. Well, that's not true because the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the scribes those people, they were the, the spiritually elite. He, he chose them because he knew that those 12 men would give their lives to him. They would give their lives to his purpose and his message. They would spend the rest of their lives giving, giving themselves to God. And most of them, all of them but one, died for Jesus. So I want you to get your little piece of paper out again, if you put it up. I will go over these questions again. Number one How long have you been a Christian? Number two, how many people have you directly brought to Christ? Number three, when's the last time you had a conversation with someone in hopes to bring them to Jesus? And number four, when's the last time you had a personal Bible study with someone in hopes to to bring them to Jesus? If Jesus were to walk through those back doors and he walks up here and he says, Hey, I'm looking for, for 12 people. I'm looking for some apostles to follow me and to, to live with me for years and then you know, to give their life for me. Who would he pick? Who would he pick out of, out of us in this room? Now, I want you to take your piece of paper and I want you to, to crumple it up, put it in a ball. Crumple it up, we're done with it. <laughs> because Jesus did not choose the twelve based off of the things they had done. He didn't choose them based off of their past, the deeds they had done, but he chose them because of the things that they would do. So my question still stands. If Jesus, based off of what you will do, if Jesus came in looking for some apostles, who would he pick? So, if you need any any help or if you need prayers from the church, or if you need anything, please come as we stand and as we sit.